0: Welcome to Just Talkin' Story, brought to you by LifeWithAngie.com, home of the blog, we're not crazy, we're just a little insane. Now, let's talk story. My wife Angie and I have been married for 45 years. Now, during 30 years, two months, and 27 days of that marriage, we had raised four children, and yes, we kept count. We've been doing the happy dance now for about 12 years, and we keep the children away because uh, my wife Angie is clothing optional most of the time, and that just horrifies your children uh, to come home and possibly find your mother naked. Well, one thing we learned about raising those children is that kids are curious, and ours were no exception. Our first son, Benjamin, happened to be number two child. He was very eager to learn new things. One of his first words was, wow. You know, remarkably, his firstborn son, Hayden, our first grandchild, has followed in his footsteps. When he was a little one, wow, was heard all throughout grandma and poppy's home uh, when they were visiting us. Now, when Ben was two years old, maybe two and a half, he still still took baths with his older sister. As I was watching them, I noticed Ben staring at the obvious difference in anatomy between them. I, I couldn't resist. I asked him, what are you looking at, Ben? Oh, with a concerned look, he pointed at his sister's lack of one of his favorite toys, uh, known as the PP. He asked, what happened to her? Now, it's a sad thing that happened to Bill Cosby, you know, he brought it on himself, apparently. But when I was a kid, I listened to him all the time, and I thoroughly blame him for this reply that I gave my son. I said, oh, that. Well, um, she played with hers and it fell off. You know, the look of shock and horror was priceless. I'm a bad dad, a very, very bad dad. You know, one day I was out in the garage trying to make a semblance of order of all the debris of life that usually ends up in there when you can't find anywhere else to put it. Now, on this occasion, as I was working, I could swear I smelled smoke. Uh, Looking around, I noticed that my new work lights were facing right next to the wall. Sure enough, they were on. Two 500-watt halogen lights face-first against plywood siding. No wonder I could smell smoke. After I turned them off and unplugged them to assure no further risk to my homeowner's insurance, I went into the house to question the children as to how did this thing happen. Well, I assembled the motley crew and lined them up by sides. Uh, I proceeded with the questioning. All right, who was playing with my new work lights in the garage? Silence, accompanied by four pairs of eyes staring straight ahead. That was the answer I got. And this is standard kid behavior. Me and my brothers did it too. You say nothing and stare straight ahead until you find out what they know. Well, I continued, who was it? You know you could have burned the garage down. I still got nothing but silence and blank stares, off into oblivion. I studied each face closely, but they maintained their statuesque pose. Wow, I thought to myself, you know, they're getting good at this. Uh, Time to change tactics. Okay, I said, well, must have been somebody else, and as I walked out of the room, I used what all parents find necessary when they raise children, peripheral vision. It's an acquired talent. I looked at the looks of disbelief on my children and imagined they were thinking, Wow, he gave up. He must be getting old. Well, I had my suspicions as to who the guilty party was, as the garage was the favorite haunt of our son, Benjamin. It was several weeks later that during a trip home from the local blockbuster with a movie and a game rental, wow, I really dated that one, didn't I? Uh, I asked Ben. He was probably about 10. So, were you just curious as to see how bright the work lights were in the garage? Yeah, he replied, they sure are bright. I nodded in agreement and remained silent as I observed my son sitting next to me in the car, reminiscing on that dazzling display of light. And then slowly a look of concern came across his face. You see, as I get older, I I just love the things you learn. Patience and a long memory are two of those things. You know, silence is dangerous when you have children. You give me a house full of noise and I'll show you some relaxed parents. Any length of silence is concerning, especially when you have one of the kids in the bathtub. A standard rule in our home was that the bathroom door was never to be locked when the occupant was less than five feet tall and not of drinking age. Now, my sister-in-law was the exception to that rule and she uses free spirit. She never does lock the door. But we're fortunate that at least she closes it well mostly this time it was ben in the bath and i noticed that all the usual noise had ceased emanating from the bathroom and i grew concerned not that i was actually concerned with the boy's well-being as i'd already come to the conclusion that this boy benjamin was nearly indestructible and that his last words would be hey everybody watch this No, my concern was for the bathroom. Surely this silence did not bode well for the fixtures. I crept up to the bathroom door, opened it suddenly to reveal my eight-year-old son standing bent over on the vanity, closely examining in the mirror the spot on his backside that is used for the exit of all things stinky. I was delighted. He was mortified. What are you doing? I asked. With a shocked look, he replied, uh, jumping. Jumping? Hmm. I said, where, where are you jumping? His reply was pure Ben. To the tub. I was trying to jump to the tub from here. It was the best thing he could come up with. That sounded reasonable to him. So I smiled again and said, well, stop jumping and get back in the tub. And by the way, did you know that if you put your butt up to the mirror, you're going to get stuck there? It's like nature's big suction cup. A look of amazement came over him. I wonder if Angie ever had to clean off strange little round eight-year-old suction cup marks from the mirror. Now, our first child was also curious, Marissa. She was about three years old, and we were attending a uh, public gathering in Nevada, and uh, we happened to be standing in line to get some food at a at a food venue. I was holding my little daughter in my arms. As little children at that age, they're always asking, Hey, Daddy, what's that for? Or what is that? So, when the familiar question came out, I casually looked around to see what had caught her interest. It was to my horror that I saw she was pointing to the black man that was standing in line behind us. She said, Daddy, what's that? Now fortunately, this man had an amused look on his face, and I could tell by his slight smile and beaming eyes that he was quite anxious to see how I was going to answer my little girl. Well, I apologized to the man and explained that while we did live in Idaho at that time, we were we were not the foaming-at-the-mouth racist types. It was just that he happened to be the first black man she'd ever seen in her life. Well, he quickly broke into a big grin extended the bare skin of the back of his hand to my daughter and said, It's real, honey. See? It won't rub off. And she tentatively reached out with her little hand, gave the back of his hand a vigorous rub, then looked at her fingers with amazement. Wow! she exclaimed while holding out those pink little fingers to me. He's right, Daddy, look! Now, Marissa's curiosity continued to be a source of delight in our home. One year, when she was about nine years old, we had a friend named Bubba who was a painter. And we had hired him to paint our home, and Marissa was watching him as he was working on the garage wall in the backyard. Now, you can get an idea of what Bubba looked like if you imagine just an old Hell's Angel biker with a fondness for beer. Lots and lots of beer. Let's just say that Bubba hadn't seen his feet for a while. Now, due to Bubba's large overhang, I don't think he was able to maneuver a belt through his pant loops, and as on this day, it was made painfully clear. Marissa called out to her mother, hey, Mommy, what's that big line going up Bubba's back? Now, not to be outdone, Ashley, our third child, second daughter, she was also very inquisitive, and she had an older woman in the neighborhood that she used to visit every week. And after several months of call, you know visiting this lady, uh, she took along one of the kids, I forget which one it was that was with her, uh, went to the lady's house and was informed that she wasn't home and that she was uh, at the doctor's. So when Ashley told Angie that, her mom, she said, oh, uh, well, did her husband tell you what was wrong with her? I don't know, she replied. He said it was something wrong with her eyes. Her mother uh, continued the questions out of concern for our neighbor and said, "Uh, do you remember what, what he called it? She asked her. Ashley said, well, yeah, it started with the letter G. She said, oh yeah, I remember, gonorrhea. Yeah. It seems that the age of three is the most curious age of my youngest son, Tristan. Uh, this was proved to us during a visit to Disneyland with my brother and his wife, Tammy. Uh, she was his fourth wife. Uh, my brother was married six times in his life. After his fourth wife left him, I went up to him and I said, Dave, you know what? I think it's you. Well, back with Tammy, we were all standing in one of the stores when Tammy noticed Tristan leaning down from his stroller trying to look up her shorts. What are you doing, Tristan? she asked. I'm just trying to look up your shorts, Aunt Tammy, was his reply. She looked at me and I just shrugged and kept walking. Uh, We learned not long after that not to let him near the mannequins in the dress shops either. Uh, To our relief, uh, he grew out of that stage, we think. The most famous question asked by our children at that wonderful age of three came from Benjamin. Again, we were at Disneyland. This was with another couple. Uh, They had no children, Paula and Michelle. Uh, They they had them later, but at that time they had none. And so they did not know know the joys of children. And our hotel rooms were connected, and they offered, because they were close friends, to have the kids sleep over in their room and give us a night of privacy. Well, me and Angie, of course, thought that was a great idea, as we weren't even sure how to spell privacy anymore, let alone have it. About 15 minutes later, there was a polite knock on the adjoining door. And when I answered it, Michelle was standing there with a big grin on her face and tears in her eyes. "'I'm sorry to disturb you too, she whispered, "'but I, I just had to share with you what your son just said to me.'" The thoughts running through my mind. Family skeletons running amok, making a mass escape. "'Oh,' I replied, uh, sort of dreading the next question. "'What did Ben say?' Well, Michelle continued happily. I was taking him to the bathroom to go pee and he pointed to his little wee wee and asked if I knew what that was. Well, before I could think of an appropriate answer, he informed me rather proudly, this is my penis. Do you like it? Uh, Michelle told him it was very nice. And he replied, yep. And one day it's gonna be big, just like my daddy's. That's a good boy. You know, the only justice in this world that I've found is that your children will one day grow up, get married, they'll have children of their own. Then they too can experience all the joy mixed with embarrassment that our children gave to us. Benjamin was our first offspring to procreate. Now, he has two boys. His first son's name is Hayden. The second son is Henry. Now, Ben related an experience that he had in the shower with Hayden when Hayden was two years old. He said that Hayden was uh, in the shower with him, had a plastic cup that he was playing with, and Ben noticed that he would fill it up, giggle madly as he poured it out over anything he could find. At first, Ben didn't pay any attention to this until he started thinking, how is he filling his cup up so fast? When he stopped to really observe his son, he found out that uh, Hayden was using the nearest outcropping on his father's body that also happened to be conveniently eye-level with him and was filling his cup up from the water running off of it. Needless to say, he quickly put an end to the fill the cup from daddy's downspout game. God is good, is he not? He is very, very good. You know, today, to this day, uh, Hayden, along with his uh, little brother, Henry, are still voicing their observations. Uh, This was years ago when Hayden was still small. Uh, He was in the bedroom with his grandma when she was changing her clothes. Now, she didn't think he was at an age to notice anything until she stripped down, and then he looked at her and went, "Ooh, yuck. Grandma now does her clothes changing privately. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of Just Talking Story. If you have any comments or suggestions, please leave them on the comment section of lifewithangie.com. While you're there, if you'd like to buy the Storyteller a cup of coffee, there happens to be a donate button just for that. See you next time.